0: And welcome to another episode of the Oliver Shira Show. And today I'm here with Monica Duku. And let me see how she tries to introduce herself. She sent to me, imagine a world where people are following their heart and sharing their gifts with others. I saw how impactful, impactful a life lived following your heart is. So everything I do, now in my life and business is to create this world i am a business coach consultant business mentor speaker and mind valley ambassador and i focus my business experience to help people transform their passion and vision into meaningful and impact impactful businesses for 10 plus years i was a top leader for one of the biggest european banks i developed big performing teams I was a consultant for thousands of entrepreneurs and businesses. This is what you sent me to introduce you with. So I'm curious what we're get, what we gonna learn and, and, and where we're gonna deep dive today. Welcome, Monica.
1: Thank you so much, Oliver. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, I'm really excited to play with you and uh, talk with you about um, spirituality in business today. Um,
0: Yes, and the introduction you sent me here as well. I was like, okay, I I don't know what to say. Um we had some talks beforehand, also about uh mind valley and spirituality and business. And now we are sitting here in similar settings. You're inside, I'm outside because to, to worry really nice weather. We are both having a white background and yellow shirts on. <laughs> that was not planned. So I start off the, the, the interviews when someone is new on, the, in, uh, on my podcast with describe yourself with three words. Of course, describe why you use these three verbs, uh, words to describe yourself. What would those be?
1: So you asked me before to think about that, but I didn't <laughs> because <laughs> I like to be spontaneous. And maybe this is one of the words that, I, that uh, really describe me very well. Uh, A very important word, and especially a feeling for me, is freedom. Uh, Freedom is my most important value, is the reason why I left the corporate world and started my own business. Uh, So freedom is a very important part of my life. Um, Passion is another one. um, Because... uh, People can see passion in everything that I do. And I don't do things if I don't feel that passion. Passion (laughs) and joy or passion and curiosity. uh, These are some of the words that really define me and the way I live right now.
0: So what kind of... So you say the three words are spontaneous freedom and
1: passion or freedom, passion and joy? Uh, spontaneity, freedom and passion, yeah.
0: Okay, so the passion, what, what kind of passions do you have? I mean, how do you see it? You said you only do things when you're passionate. So how does it show in your life? I mean, perhaps from your childhood, teenage years, now, whatever comes to mind.
1: Yeah, so, you know, in what we do on a daily basis, there... There are some stuff that we don't like to do, you know, but I, I discovered and I I learned that those things can be, I don't know, five, 10% of my life that I can build my life. So 90% of the things I do, I do with passion and joy. And uh, yesterday I had a coaching session with my coach and I was telling him that sometimes when I work developing products or doing some, some uh, things in my, in my business, uh, I have so much joy uh, is like when I was a child and I was playing in the sand, you know, that joy that it, nobody can stop me. It was dark and I didn't want to come back home. That's the joy I feel many times when I work with people, when I'm leading events and, and hosting events and uh, helping people to um Uh, have a a powerful experience uh, either in group coaching calls or coaching one-on-one or helping people into uh, growing and developing businesses and sparking ideas looking for possibilities so that's the joy in my life right now and I have another kind of joys and passion for nature I'm so much in love with nature um um I don't get into nature so much, but I'm blessed because I live in Transylvania, and I uh, I see the mountains from my bed, the Carpathians, and they are amazing. And I live surrounded by so much nature. I live in the countryside, uh, so uh, and every time when I have um, uh, some a few hours, I travel to my father's garden, which is huge and amazing or I go into the mountains or I have no uh, uh, phone available or anything it, it's yeah so th- these are my kind of passions but uh, imagine that many things that I do I do with a lot of passion if I don't feel passion I I live that's why I left relationships in my life I left People, businesses, or um, clients, just because I didn't feel this kind of passion, you know, I lived passionless for many years in my life. So <laughs> right now, I cannot lose any moment.
0: Wow! Yes, but that's I've, I've, when I worked well, many, many years ago. We we had this talk. Uh, you have to do a lot of things you don't like. So 20 to 40% of your work will be things you don't enjoy. So these things you have to do. Um, but that was more like in the personal improvement where I heard that, right? So if you do less than 60, 70% of your working time on uh, on joyful, passionate things, you should find a new job. But when you're in a job, no one talks about that. It's It's more like, yeah, yeah, like 80, 90% of the things you do are not so joyful. So you can do the 10 to 20% of the things you really enjoy. And this is how work is. <laughs> and, and you're just example here to say you, you leave like partnerships, relationships, work, etc., etc. if there's no joy, if there's no passion behind it. Uh, and, and that means it's possible. And uh, totally. All right? is Is that something you teach to people or...
1: Yeah, so um, as as you read in my bio, uh, I was leading big teams in uh, the corporate world, in the banking system, and I was hiring hundreds of people in those years. And what's very interesting that I saw the difference to work as a leader with people who Uh, did the work because they liked and enjoyed and people who were coming to work because of the money, you know. And that's why I do what I do today because living a life uh, and, uh, and doing something, a career, a business with passion, you live life in a different way. It's like, you know, in those eight hours of day, you gain life instead of losing life when you do things without a passion without joy you lose those eight years those life is lost for you but when you do things with passion you gain life uh, with with every day so um, because as you said in, in the corporate world in the uh, uh, as an employee uh, you don't see the difference many times i saw maybe better the experience and the difference when I left the corporate world that's why I'm so passionate about helping people to start their own business or to follow a career which is uh, aligned with their soul which is aligned with their mission and with their purpose uh, and this is something that I teach this is something that I talk with people this is something that I, I talk even in I don't know casual environment (laughs) that's my message all the time my content everything is is showing people that is possible because right now I know that is possible for everyone to follow their heart it's not um when people say yeah but I have kids but I have uh of course there are some sacrifices that we need to do but this is a certain time we need to move into something that is meaningful to us and to our heart yeah
0: okay um i have a few things i can follow down but to honor my questions i really love the answers of is like if you would be a new color in a coloring box what color would you be and why would you be that color you can be very creative it doesn't have to be an existing color can of course be an existing color
1: um I think I would cho- uh, choose to be blue. Uh, blue is my favorite color, and um, why I love blue is because of the um, is because of the sky and the sea. And both the sky and the sea are showing me possibilities. And this is what uh, every time I talk with people, and I, I had a, a coaching session before. Uh, I help people see the possibilities in everything. There, are, of course, there are 100 impossibilities, but there are 10 possibilities, and I always like to look for those. And I think that's why blue is so inspiring for me because of the endless possibilities of the, mm-hmm. the sky. Yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, but but that's what I hear. I've asked a friend of. Um, what color would be freedom to him? And he also said blue. And I said, oh, that's because of the water. He said, no, the sky, it's kind of the openness, right? Uh, the endless possibilities, the endless freedom of moving. It, it's, uh, that's nice. So have you always liked blue or is it just because you realized what blue means to you in, in, in the matter now of the sea and the, and the sky? Uh,
1: I always loved blue uh that's it was my favorite color um you know as i uh, get into the spiritual journey i had more meaning of the things that were always there with me you know because uh. the soul was there but the the path to the soul was not explored you know for a while um i i lived life in a different way until 10 years ago and i had Uh, a near-death experience and since then my life changed totally and I learned to live uh, a different kind of life following my soul and my intuition and doing things on another level
0: I mean let's go down that path Uh, it's also I was thinking should I ask about you know a secret or fun fact about you but I think when I when I got to know you I didn't expect um you're talking about near-death experience we didn't get into the details so far so i'm really curious i have not heard the story so what happened um that you had this experience i mean you worked in the corporate world in a very successful bank i can imagine it's very masculine driven immature a lot of get money 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 material 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 very dense in energy so to speak for the spiritual listeners uh (laughs) very grounded perhaps so what happened to, to you did you have an accident or was it just like out of nothing
1: uh, you know when you have an accident maybe you have like um you can blame something you know but for <laughs> me it was i started feeling worse and worse and it was quickly uh this happened in a few weeks and i was a control freak of course back then and feeling the loss of control of my body you know that that, the things I was very dizzy I could not uh uh, I I was very tired Uh, so of course I get into doctors they had no idea they did a lot of tests they had many guesses but nothing was clear um and uh After a while I was only in bed, Uh, I could not eat almost anything and at some point somebody suggested me a friend to go to a doctor in Belgium and uh, they didn't want to take me on the airplane because I was very sick and you know if somebody has a problem they need to land so you know somebody... You and think that you can die in the next 3 hours it was something like oh my god i can really die in the next 3 hours uh, but okay i get to in, into that uh, plane uh, eventually because um uh, uh, a friend called the airplane uh, manager, and, uh, we, uh, the managers, uh, manager and we the airline managers manager and we succeed to to get into the airplane uh and what I realized, the doctor in Belgium, after doing a lot of tests, he told me that I was in fight or flight always. You know, my immunitary system was shut down. This was coming from my childhood. Uh, so I perpetrated that kind of uh, uh, behavior many years of struggling and fight and fear. Uh, and this ended on this kind of... Um, Uh, shutting down my immune system, so I had a lot of of infection in my body, infections in my body. Uh, They were treating just the uh, uh, symptoms, the effects, and not the cause. And that was great that the doctor in Belgium realized and he uh, started uh, teaching me how to build again my immune system, but that was a long journey. So I was weak for months, you know, and the body was not cooperating with me anymore. Oof. But just learning all of that and learning the holistic uh, holistic healing and learning yoga and tantra. And I studied so much uh, back then because I was desperate, you know, to come back to life. And I felt that I received like life as a gift, you know, because being able to go to restaurants with friends or to walk on the street or to drive my car, I was so happy with these small things that we take for granted, you know, uh, that I really received life as a gift starting from then, yeah.
0: Wow, so I didn't know. So, So you basically your body reacted on, on, on situations you have built in. I'm sure there's some kind of traumas behind it. The body remembers. That's one of the books Or, ah, uh, I just got uh, a book from Levin. I think he's also talking about the tiger or something. He looked at, you know, how people are shaking off traumas or experiences and events. And he's talking about, It can be a very little event for you but it can be very traumatizing for someone else Um, and the body keeps it and when you work with that you you release it and it's so it's baffling me that book is from 2004 we are (laughs) 16 years later and 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 he had already 35 years of experience with that so that means in the 70s he started researching but yet the doctor sent you to belgium They didn't know what's going on with you. They treated autoimmune issue. And I know because my wife is Romanian or still wife is Romanian and a lot of friends and I know the Romanians, I thought they're more connected with nature and these things. I mean, it's a kind of like a very duality world in Romania. You still have like the communist thinking and the way of like elbowing the way through. I'm stronger than you and um, don't leave anything on the terrace because someone will take it. But on the other hand, you also have... All these other people which are witches and wizards and going in nature and finding different herbs and plants and, and, and mushrooms and what whatever stones to heal each other, and yet you got to a place where no one could help you, and you had to go to Belgium, someone telling you, Hey, there's something deep down. Did he tell you that you have traumas? Or did he just say, I can see that you have some fight-flight mode? So you have too much adrenaline in your in your system, so your body cannot heal.
1: Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Uh, That was the cortisol level in my body was huge, you know. So I I was on a a constant uh, fear and anxiety and uh, I had uh, panic attacks, many. So uh, he he didn't get that. That was my discovery on my journey, you know, with traumas and everything. And, you know, healing my traumas as... um, my childhood traumas and connecting them with during my my life i realized something uh uh that i could help people and uh, on mind valley i was ambassador um two years for a very impactful quest on traumas and which which is maria uh, marisa pier's quest um and I realized I work with thousands and thousands of people and I realized that we, even though we lived in totally different countries, we have the same traumas. That was so impactful for me that we had the same kind of experiences during childhood and we developed the same kind of traumas. so I realized that healing my trauma was a journey necessary for me to help others. Because even now, as a business, even now as a business coach, uh, I always tell people that working with me is uh, business growth and personal growth and spiritual growth. Without all of these three, the things are not working. Things are working only on the short short term, but when we work on all three of them. Uh, the things will really uh, start to increase and to see results in in our lives. Uh, Because I I did a lot of consulting and people wanted strategies and tactics. And this worked for a while, but because they were not growing, at some point the tactics didn't work anymore. So we need to go back to our inner work. And usually in the business world, people don't want to do that. So, uh, you know, you, you know about yoga in Romania, that it was many years forbidden and uh, had a bad reputation. So imagine that I was a bank uh, regional manager and I was also going into yoga classes, but I had a double life. Nobody know from yoga that I'm where I'm working and nobody from uh, um, work knew that I did uh, yoga, you know, so... And I knew that that is important for me, so I kept uh, doing that.
0: So that means when you got sick, and you started healing yourself, uh, have you been on sick leave or did you still work? Did you work and heal or did you just take any time for myself to rebuild? I mean, you said you could people were afraid that you die in the next few hours.
1: Yeah, so I took I had a few months. But then I get back because the high achiever in me and I remember uh, Oliver. High how,
0: achiever. Was,
1: yeah, how difficult it was in the afternoon, uh, let's say 3, 4 p.m., I had such a crash of energy that I felt like I wanted to lie down and die. That was my feeling every day at work for a few months, you know.
0: So after the and- healing or
1: the healing process when i started going to work and doing the things again but that's why it was a a slow process like coming back to life this is how i like right now to really value life this is how i i I, uh, uh, translated what happened in my life back then
0: yeah so going back to to business world Caused you again to search all these adrenaline cortisol and your body reacted and said, boom, what you're yep. healing. Why are you going back? So, yep. so, so what was the experience you had besides like that? you really like dropped kind of like, I just want to do nothing at three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever it was. Did you have any other experience which said, Hey, this business world, this banking world is not for you.
1: Um. You know, maybe I didn't have examples around me of people, you know, because uh, we had that mindset that a career is for life. You need to do good things. You need to have a big salary. You need to have visibility and impact, but as, as a career. And I did that for many years. So I had... I saw no choice back then, you know, when I was feeling sick. Okay. I said, I need to find ways to heal myself. And I was going to therapy sessions and um, doing a lot of stuff, but it was like no option to leave the corporate world. And uh, that's why I work right now with many people who are still on the verge of leaving the corporate world because i want to show them the possibilities what i didn't see back then after a while uh, i found a coach i was working on emotional intelligence a lot then i learned to coach my my people my employees so all this journey led me after a few years to leave the corporate world yeah. but now- from the beginning, as I said, it was not an option for me. And this is what I'm showing people that is an option and is much more easier than they thought. Because back then, nobody told me that, you know, that is possible and you can do that and it's available for you.
0: You know. So, so the question for me is, of course, who planted that belief in your head? Was it of- through your parents, through your school, through... Yeah. just living in the culture are I mean we both know Vision Lakyani. for me it was an eye-opener um, not uh, what was it <laughs> Buddha and the Badass the book right when he's writing about the culture scape and how people believe what the culture tells them is true and I know that not to be because since 2013 I listened to Tim Ferris, and he opened up because he lived in Japan as an American and I'm like whoa this is kind of like upside down what you do right it's yeah, you know friendliness and how you live your day it's completely different in japan than it's in america so for him it was an opener and i knew this but reading vision Lakani's book I was like yeah i've been struggling all my life with it since i'm since i'm in kindergarten somehow i have the feeling i had a hard time to believe what the culture said i always cornered somewhere um, yet i let myself be pulled in So how was it for you that, you know, I cannot leave the corporate world, I need to be successful, people need to see me, I need to have a certain amount of money, I need to drive a certain car, as a woman, I need to have certain clothes on and uh, uh, whatever, Louis Vuitton or whatever bag, (laughs) I don't know, certain makeup and jewelry.
1: uh, my parents were important people. Uh, and you know, they were like role models role models for me because I had no others, you know. So uh, always the um, uh I had high stake on that. I needed to prove them that I'm good enough. So I needed to be the best. Uh and I don't know I really felt that I had no choice on on that you know to to be the best that I can in everything that I did Um, and you said about vision. I remember a few years ago I was taking his course it was night and I was uh, learning from him and I start crying because it was something someone was talking directly to my soul it was like Oh my God! All of these were inside of me, but nobody showed me that in this way. So I totally resonate with you and uh, uh, with Vision's work uh, on that. It helped me tremendously.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, he doesn't have to be like a super guru, but he just spreads the words, the different things that resonate with him, so other people can find it (laughs) and and take in right so now when we're at that topic the situation i am right now i'm in the garden of our house um but the thing is i'm going to be divorced soon i i need to move out at least i agreed on that and i do not have a lot of possessions so there's no savings on my account unemployment is over (laughs) i've been so long unemployed because i'm i've been chasing the wrong dream, I guess, for me. I mean, we talked about that. So for someone which is in a similar situation, like I'm basically, I could lose everything and land on the street, theoretically. Um, If my wife says, you know what, we are divorced. I'm not supporting you anymore. You have to find your own way and I don't find a job. So how does someone In that situation, go and say, you know what, there's I know there's abundance of possibilities, (laughs) and I have a lot of skills. Yet I've seen through the last 10 years I'm either overqualified, underqualified, not the right mindset, not this, not that. And of course, I identify myself with that, which is wrong. And I know that from a spiritual point of view, like everything is right with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to prove yourself, neither to yourself nor to anyone else. But still, there's like this, yeah, where where to go? So how would you take a discussion with someone? I mean, I also want to help the people listening here and give some kind of an insight how your work is if they feel attracted to it and then take you as a coach.
1: Yeah. Um, It's great that you have this vulnerability that you can talk about this. This is amazing, Oliver, and I really want to... Acknowledge you that you have the courage to do that, you know, because this is not easy and this is not for everyone. Uh, And this, uh, you know, this is the first step into healing to recognize that we have something to change, you know. And you said about the spiritual perspective of you are okay where you are right now. But we live in duality, you know, as long as we live on earth, we live in duality. And duality means to move from one extreme to the other. So we also need to create in in this world. We also need to to do the work, inner and outer work. And, um, you know, when I talk with people, uh, yeah, as you said, there are so many bad things in around you in your life right now and impossibilities and that's the most challenging to see possibilities when it's a lot of bad stuff but (laughs) that's what I work with people to help them develop the mindset to look for possibilities in their lives you know and that's a journey because we have been trained to look for what's wrong and now it's starting to Look for what can be done. And of course, it's not easy. If it would be easy, it would be for everyone. But it's not for everyone. Not, uh, okay, everyone can do that, but not everyone is willing to do the work. That's the idea. And uh, when I work with people, I help them to change the mindset, to see another perspective. And seeing another perspective, they can... Uh, change the uh, mindset and start working on that. And Oliver, for you, you know, having all this uh, mountain of value that you are standing on, you know, from your podcast, everything that you learn and develop in in many years, uh, the possibilities for you is to help others with the journey. That's why I love being a coach, because coaching people means to help them into a transformation. The way you do it is your own unique style, you know, the combination of what you are, you know, and that's why for me, um, when I started as a coach, I said, okay, I want to be a business coach, because this is what I know the best. But uh, after I work with many, many people, I realized that I want to be a coach who is doing things on the spiritual level, personal growth and uh, business growth. And to combine all of this, I don't want to be just another business coach. I want to bring my way of doing this. And this is also for, for you, you know, to how to help people into gifting them a transformation helping them its the hardest thing for anyone to change to transform that's why we need help on this journey you know when I was a child my parents and grandparents always said you need to do it alone you need to be strong enough to do it alone you don't need to ask for help you know all these are um Uh, rules that we need to wipe out and to start living from a different level on partnership and with other people you know
0: so you just gave me another question here i mean thank you for for the advice so um i can see that i like to teach and i like to learn so it's not the first time i hear that (laughs) and of course there's always these these questions is my knowledge good enough and i know it is. So. But you also highlighted just something when you ended that you were told from the grandparents and other people, you have to be strong enough to do things alone. So there's like the asking for help. Um, Recently in the last few weeks, things I listened to was also that some people are not visible and they don't attract the things to them, uh, the things they, they need or the things which would help them to grow or feel in bliss or feel happy because they have not learned to ask because they have learned to do everything by themselves and growing up with grandparents or parents or school system or whatever state system, which says, if you want to be successful, you do it yourself. Uh, with that, you start to program your subconscious that I can do it and you will never ask. So no one will actually give. And if you then not asking neither in your relationship with your partner or whatever it is with your children, with your parents, I can see there's a lot of friction happening because you you want something, but you don't ask. So how can you, what what could be an exercise for someone which realizes, you know what, I always do everything by myself. And I'm so annoyed when the people, my neighbors, they have extra things and they know I like it, but they never ask me if I want it. Um, That's already a sign that you never ask for help. You never ask for support. So how can you change that so you can get the help into your life? Because if you change your frequency to some degree, I think if you change your mindset, you will also somehow change the signals to others that I'm open for help. I'm open for other people to come to me. So do you have any exercises for that?
1: Yeah, so what I see as uh, in the background, when we don't ask for help, as you said, are those beliefs uh, implanted there for for many years. And, you know, many times I hear people, okay, when I will have that confidence, I will do the things, the confidence will come after you do the things. And it's acting, acting on anything that you want to to get. And of course, it will not be easy. And here, uh, rejection will come uh, along, you know, because when we ask for things from others, uh, the fear of rejection uh, could play an important part. And the exercises, uh, there's a, a guy on YouTube who did like 100 days of rejection. And he wrote a book after that and he did a lot of like asking impossible things like walking on the street and asking people for $100 (laughs) or, you know, and this after those 100 uh, 100 days, he was a totally different person. Maybe, maybe this is extreme, but that what's important is a- acting, and you touched something very important. That's why, why, why I work with people on personal growth, because the mindset will uh, fail us on this journey. Businesses will not fail because of tactics. It will fail because of the emotions or beliefs of the entrepreneurs, you know. And uh, who do you think you are to to do that? Uh, It's too late for you. Imposter syndrome, uh, the lack of confidence of of, um, asking for money. Uh, Am I providing enough value for people? So there are tons of this kind of thing that people tell me. And we work on these kind of beliefs without working on them no business tactic will work i can give you the the strategy from facebook you know how facebook grew uh, and it's not helpful as long as you are not the right person to apply that you know that's the idea
0: yeah so it's, it's it's basically also people are not buying from you because of the product they buy from you because of you your story and why yeah. Um, and I think that, as you said, it's very connected with the emotion behind it. So if you it's have
1: a... because of the intimacy that the connection that they feel with you. That's why uh, I do look also you here as uh, interviewing people. You create a connection with your people, you know, with your audience, and those are your people who will uh would most probably want to buy from you because they trust you <clears throat> uh, somebody will work with you as a coach uh, only if they trust in you and in them that they can achieve the transformation so it's two part but that connection and intimacy is very very important you now many of my clients are coming from the communities that I developed because when i left the corporate world I was I felt so alone and lonely so because of that I I grew uh, and nurtured many communities I have my own communities in Romanian I have communities in in English uh, within the Valley world so I have a lot a lot of communities that I'm growing and nurturing and uh, it's from there my clients are coming
0: okay yeah it's it's through through building communities um what what is your saying on um why is it not in my head now um it's it's communities it's uh uh masterminds there we go (laughs) are you also in mastermind groups or
1: yeah so i i create and lead mastermind groups with uh, uh, my communities uh paid or non-paid for paid for for my uh coaching programs uh and also i am part of mastermind uh, programs you know is important for my growth um you know before i so I had coaches and the I work with coaches, especially on the emotional side. Uh, and at some point I had no coach, you know? Uh, and when I, after I started my business, I, for a while I had no coach, but I was hearing big coaches that I was following that is important to have your own coach, you know? Being a coach is very important to have your own coach. But I said, yeah, but I'm better, you know, than others. Because always in my life, I I was the best. I was, you know, uh, special and different uh, until I get my first coach, uh, my first business coach. And uh, in six months, I grew my revenues 15 times. Uh, So since then, I consider coaches as a part of my growth. Of course, if I want performance, you don't. Nobody needs a coach, but I want a coach if I want to do great things. I have a, a coach, uh, a trainer uh, to help me with my, uh, at the gym. Uh, and let's say that I know after one year and a half working with him, I know what to do at the gym, but it's not because of that. I'm paying him because I am there, uh, you know, I have the meeting with him and because a a few days ago he left the um, room I was with him uh, for a few minutes and he said you do four series of this kind of exercise. And I did three, you know, because if he was not there to push me, it's different. That's why I'm I'm with him and that's why I need my business coach right now. That's why I work with a therapist. I always work on my personal growth because, as long as I live, I know that there's room for growth. You know, so I need to do this inner work to be better for my clients.
0: So, so basically, a business coach is the same as having someone next to you do more exercises. Um, yeah. For me. More money.
1: You want more money and uh, impact that's the business coach for
0: you. Yeah. So, so it could be like as you said for for the gym that's more muscles or more endurance or more flexibility would be yeah more team members more income uh, leaner whatever more profit and less uh, um, expenses yeah for, for me as uh i seldom had any <laughs> trainer for for my training but I always try to have someone to train with if possible because I know at least for me in the workout scene having the heavy weights which is pushing me further makes me also a little bit unsure so having someone there to actually watch you in case you lose that (laughs) little strength at the end of of the set you have him to or her to to stop it and you know safety uh, I'm sure there were a lot of times where, without anyone, uh, it could have ended a bit bad. But then you're not put uh, I push as far as I can. But as again, there's like this safety. You're not pushing. So when you have someone there, you push more. Uh, in in business, I have not really experienced that because, yeah, I was working in the corporate world and didn't have a coach. I remember I had a friend at work. And he had a, a friend which did a PhD, I think, and he was coaching him. That friend, which was just like a mechanic engineer, now is team lead of I don't know how many people. And he was not, sorry to say, not that capable when I was there. I was like, just like looking at him, and like, my goodness, uh, what the fuck? You know, what are you doing? I could have coached him actually back then. And now he he's in a really good position. So, yes, even if you're in the corporate world, you can get a coach or find a good friend so so now what is the difference for you to have like these communities you you talked about and being a lead in masterminds or being in a masterminds for the listeners that don't know uh, what the difference is or do not know masterminds by
1: say so the communities are more passive like uh, and people don't like facebook groups or telegram groups or uh, uh People can hide easier, you know? When you join a mastermind group, you can be more active because a mastermind group is happening mostly in calls, you know, like, uh, and people are sharing, are sharing their expertise or asking for help. That mastermind group is a next level of, uh, of a community, in my opinion. So this is uh, how, I, how I see. And of course, there's another level Then probably the the ultimate level for this is the um, uh, coaching uh, one-on-one, which brings the best transformation. Because in a mastermind group, um, or even in a course, not all the things are suitable for you and your journey right now. You know, so uh, when you take a course, some of the things are... Uh, what you need right now, but some are not, and you just put them aside for when you need. Uh, I, I took um, a course with Mind Valley for business freedom, and many people mentioned that some parts of the of the um, uh, course were not applying to them and their journey at that point. You know, but it was totally fine. They put it aside, and I, I advised them to put it aside for when they need it and to take only what's important right now, because otherwise we just learned, like when we were in school, you know, we were learning and putting aside because we didn't need all of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and, uh, exactly what you say, I remember one of the episodes from Tim Ferriss, he said exactly the same. He said in the beginning, uh, when he had his business, he was just devouring all the book from A to Z, or A to C, depending where you are, Um, just reading everything, he might use it eventually, right? <laughs> so, and uh, I don't remember when I listened to that perhaps three or four years ago. And he said, how you should read a book is like, if, if it's about personal improvement or whatever it is, is like, go for what you need now and forget about all the other things. <laughs> like you say, because otherwise you just fill up your mind. You have to focus on where you are at the moment. Now, f- a mastermind in, in my experience is, it's a group of people which could be paid, as you said, right? I mean, there's like for these super rich people, you pay a $100,000 a year. Some of them you might pay a $100,000 a month to be part of it. Um, so you're in a really exclusive group of people sharing. And and as I understood it, when you're in a mastermind, you're either a teacher or you're a student. And it doesn't matter where in the letter you are, how high you're up. So there's always one person which is the most knowledgeable in something um where you might be just a newbie but you you can always teach across so so in the masterminds you are are you also teaching like one-on-one like that in the courses or is it then going into paid coaching or
1: yeah you know as i said before coaching and masterminds are part of coaching coaching is the um, uh best transformation in the world because you can be uh, as creative as you want you you can take people on the uh, Kilimanjaro mountain you know and have that coaching there you know just climbing the mountain uh, is a coaching uh, transformation for for the for your team for the people that you bring there so um, what I do, and you said about those 100,000. So this is maybe, I don't know, Tony Robbins or something like that. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay. I just I just mentioned it so people know, but most yeah, masterminds, yeah. I think, are for free. But there are yeah, some yeah. rules that you have to show up um, at least 80% of the time. I mean, everyone can be sick and that you have to contribute something. Otherwise, there's no point. So you cannot be passive as in a community, right?
1: Yeah. That's the idea. It's like, uh, people don't jump from the beginning on a business coaching relationship. They take it slowly. And uh, yeah, they join free communities, which are on on Facebook, uh, there are a lot of groups for businesses. Uh, they just warm their, I don't know, mindset. And then they could join a, a mastermind group or they could join like a paid program. And there is more value, that's for sure. Because when people pay, they are more engaged into that experience. You know, they, they um, are willing to uh, show up more you know and play playful out when they pay compare with the free something uh and then as i said is a uh, is a paid uh one to one coaching session or program uh yeah. because you know, it's a program because the transformation happens in a certain time I have uh, still many consulting session with people because I see opportunities in their businesses I give them tactics for me it's very easy you know to do that (laughs) Uh, but this is only a coaching um, like a a consulting session if you want a transformation so to be able to apply all of that in your life you need at least three months to see a, a transformation so to have those mindset shifts um, for the transformation to to happen, to be able to apply all of that.
0: Okay, so if you have uh, any transformation, you'll start with like three months. So if you coach someone, you will say the minimum is like a three-month period because before that, nothing really happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. You need to change many habits but i have clients that i work with uh, from two or three years you know uh, it's it's, like yeah.
0: it was just like to see like where that do people expect to have some changes now let's go um what, what? i had so many questions <laughs> yes let's go back i mean now we i think we have covered most of of the coaching and and <laughs> the uh, communities right and and i think that's also how we connected it's over three corners of mind valley communities and (laughs) whatever not and i can see the benefit of the mind valley community i mean all the connections are made so far it's 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 beautiful uh what i what i have noted in the beginning was alignment with the soul and business and following your heart so why do we not follow our heart, in your experience? What are the excuses we are telling ourselves or we tell others?
1: It's all those beliefs that we grew up with, you know. And until we get into the inner journey, into the personal growth, we don't realize that we bought somebody else's beliefs about lives and we don't live on our own rules and this is what i help people to start living life as um as they want not as their parents want or the society or you know uh buying somebody else's beliefs
0: and and how does someone find out that they have wrong beliefs how do you help people i mean what what would be like a, you have a new customer and you probably have talked before with them that how how i understand it because for the communities they've seen you talking uh but you don't really know the person that much so how do you then say okay i can um yeah i can see you're not following your heart and there's some beliefs but well, what will be the questions what will be the work you do to or, or what can be the questions we can ask ourselves and say you know what i've been working five years in this job 10 years in that job whatever it is uh it doesn't make me happy i don't have like the 90 percent like monica has of of passion and joy
1: That that's the best way to realize that i'm not happy and fulfilled with my life. You know, life is the best mentor and will bring you up what you need to work on today. You know, how you feel today, the beliefs that you have, something that is bothering you today. This is what we need to work on. And I told you before that I, when I started, I was a normal coach, but right now I'm my own style of being a coach, really my own style, because I encourage my clients to send me messages and especially voice messages uh, when some things are happening in their lives, when they have some feelings or shifts or, you know, because after my coaching sessions, they always say, I feel so uplifted right now and energized. I have motivation and and things are life is coming, you know. Things are happening, so I encourage them to send those messages because life is not waiting until the next coaching session. So we we can talk about things. And I had a client um, a few days ago. She sent me a message. She's a um, health coach and she sent me a message telling me that a doctor is interested in talking with her, like taking her program. And she said, yeah, but she's a health coach and what can I offer, you know? I mean, I don't have like a medicine score or something. Uh, and after five minutes of voice messages exchange, she said, I can talk with anyone. And the, because it's it was the confidence, you know, I just showed her that possibility another perspective you know I told her that the doctor she's helping um, clients in losing weight um, with with diet and some things and I told her look the doctor knows her uh, field the best but you know you field feel the best because you lost 30 kilos and that's why she's coming to you you know and of course, uh, the doctor became her client. <laughs> you know? Ah, so that,
0: yeah. So, yes, so, so, but, be- yeah. So what I can see is like through these messages, you you start to see beliefs they're holding because you can look from the outside and say, "Oh, I can see you hold the belief um, of this and that." So, what are the most common wrong beliefs we have?
1: Uh, you know, one of my definitions of coaching and this is something that people very much like it is not mine I, I i don't know from where i learned it uh, but when we are in the battle, we cannot read the label and we are all all in our own bottles and you know we need other people to read the labels and that's what i'm doing with people encouraging them to share their experience Uh, I show them what's on the label, you know, at that point. And they can move and fly further from there.
0: Okay. But but there's not like a a common misbelief we, like most of the people have. I mean, most of the people feel they're not good enough. I think that I heard that so many times but yeah,
1: and what I uh, yeah what I uh, see most with my clients uh, and people who are starting on this journey is like it's too late for me <laughs> uh, you know that who do you think you are to do that There are people that are more experienced. The competition is very strong in this field, you know, and uh, some need of perfection. They need to have the things perfect to start, and that's postponing a lot. They need certifications and courses, you know, some of them are learning for years and uh, uh, still uh, hesitating to, to start. So these are some of the beliefs that I, or the lack of confidence in asking for money. This is another, uh, uh, also another mindset issue that I I see. People have a vision, but they don't see the steps. And this is where we work to create those steps uh, into moving on.
0: Yeah, um, I'm taking here um, (laughs) notes to remember and it's it's of course for me it seems this a similar situation like it's 10 years and i've been doing photography i've jumped out doing photography but somehow i didn't really uh, get the clients um and i'm afraid of of certain things but in my case i have so many ideas now for me and i know i had like a conscious conscious and business coaching uh, two years ago and she's like whoa, you're not liking the ideas of businesses. So, so my thing is like, I, I missed the clear vision of One Direction and I'm sure some people have that insight, right? Uh, so what is... Yeah, again, what is your experience with people? Do people have a vision inside? When you start asking, you kind of like feel it right away or are people unsure and you kind of have to guide them to see what they really want?
1: Um, you know, I don't have a vision. And at some <laughs> point I, I, I saw that I'm wrong, you know, but I realize that what I want is moving with me growing because I grow a lot. You know, I see life and possibilities from where I am today. But tomorrow or one year from now, I will be on a whole new level and I see other possibilities. So that's why my vision is something in continuous transformation. So I have some things or an identity that I try to embody every day, you know, like, uh, but it's not something that I see myself having, I don't know, like a book with 1 million people or things like that are not for me I, or I I don't feel like that you know just because maybe one year from now I'm not interested in writing a book or doing you know and the, my life is a continuous transformation just because I'm here to live life with passion as I said you know and if I want to reinvent myself and I'm always reinventing myself if I want to reinvent myself uh, one year from now I don't want to feel like a failure because I'm not fulfilling that vision of I don't know some numbers or some things that are in my head Uh, yeah it's just a mental construct those goals and this, this vision. So, yeah, I want to impact people and that's part of my vision, but this is something that I do every day. So it's part of my identity, you know?
0: Oh, okay. And, and how is it for your clients? Do you have the feeling most of them have some kind of a vision or?
1: Yeah, l- let's say, uh, one of our first conversations is, okay, what do you want to create in the world? You know, and we work on that and that is the kind of vision. But every time when we work, uh, after a while, that vision is transforming because they see that they can dream bigger. They see other possibilities, you know? So that's why I'm not stuck on a vision, but uh, I see the vision more like, um, more fluid, as I said, impacting people or bringing joy into the world or bringing uh, possibilities into the world that's the kind of visions that i work with
0: yeah so yes you basically help your clients also to to see bigger think bigger mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and go another way um yes and the other question i i wrote down was the alignment with the soul and the business so we talked a lot about all these things but how how should i imagine to <laughs> to align my soul with the business. How does it look for you to do so?
1: That passion, that joy, you know, <laughs> that's where is it's coming from. And many times I, I was talking with people and these are, they, they are not my kind of clients, people who want to do things for money, you know, because they have like uh, big goals uh, regarding money. And, um, if this is the okay, the how I see it, the money will come when you do things with passion, then you are aligned. That's a signal that you are aligned with your soul. It takes a while, it's not happening, I don't know, in a few days, but the money will start coming. Um, but when we we chase money, um, we come from that place of lack, you know. This is another spiritual um. Uh, idea that when we want something we come from that place of lack and we show the universe that we are in lack and this will not bring us what we want so that's how I see it Um, that's why it's not easy because it takes a few months or years to build something that will bring the money that, that's why people are giving up easier or take jobs that are not fulfilling because even though I loved my job, some parts of my job, you know, and uh, there is no job that is fulfilling you fully. So like something that you do for your soul, like creating yourself and, you know, they can be, but they are not very common. I mean, you have a boss, you, you know, there are some things that we don't like. In, uh, uh, we can work as freelancers and that's okay. As a consultant, I work as freelancer and that's okay. But also I like more to be a coach because I have more freedom. And as I said, freedom is a very important value for me. I hope I answered. I...
0: Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, I, I definitely see you have answered it. Now we have it more condensed so if you work with joy and passion basically that's when you're in alignment Um, and yes you you mentioned it it can take weeks, it can take months, it can take years before you make money and and I think that's one of the big limiting beliefs or limiting factors now in my case to be so candid and open here uh, that haven't really started because you need to put in a lot of work and where is the money coming from (laughs) <laughs> that's going back then to ask for help and ask for support.
1: <laughs> that's the faith, you know, that's where the faith is coming.
0: <laughs> yes. And that's faith in something uh, that's faith in yourself um, or in the higher, higher being. Definitely. Um, yes. If, let's see if we can do a, A U turn back because when I looked at the notes here, I have a few papers (laughs) already. Uh, The trauma healing. Uh, We talked about Mind Valley and different classes. How do we heal trauma? Is there one way? Are there many ways? What would you tell someone? I mean, now you're a soul spirit, yeah, (laughs) the soul business and personal growth coach. If you can see someone has deep traumas, what 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 would you advise these people to do? Go to a soul retrieval? Go to Mind Valley? Um...
1: You know, when you go to a doctor, the doctor <laughs> will not give you. Or okay, I, I have a illness. I don't go to take some vitam, vitamins from supermarket. I go to a doctor and the doctor will ask me specific questions about my issue and will prescribe me some medicine, you know? So that's the difference between some vitamins and something very specific from my illness. And that's also here. Uh, so for me, it's important to explore the trauma with people. And there are hundreds, thousands of ways to heal traumas. Like every spiritual um, path, has many ways on helping people. And they are not only spiritual, but many, many other ways. So because I had my own traumas, I explore many ways. But I always let my intuition guide me and bring people what they need, you know? So that's, uh, in the past, my ego was coming in situations like that. But right now I see that it's only my, I have in my head maybe 1,000 exercises or idea how I can help someone but in that moment I channel what's best for that person and for me the best or the the most present moments I have in my life are in my coaching sessions I'm 100 present there in the living the present moment Mm -hmm. and I so much love that um, you know I I don't have expectations. I'm fully aligned with myself. And that's the moment when the intuition is coming very easily.
0: Okay. So so basically when you see some people have traumas, beliefs, experiences, you will let your intuition guide and help them. and, yeah. and Give them I some direction.
1: I, yeah. I ask questions. I ask them to talk about that. That's the most important thing, you know, to express it. And then I can bring, and depends every time on the deepness that they want to go, you know, the depth that they want to go on this, uh, because uh, I always say that the vulnerability is the foundation of everything we are, want to build in the world. So if you, we are willing to go deep on the vulnerability, you know, like building, when you build a building, you go <laughs> Uh, on on that foundation so you can build a huge building so if you are willing to go deep on the vulnerability also the building that you will build in the world will be huge you know
0: okay so and and then (laughs) you talked about ego was talking into you and you learn to listen to the intuition that's another another big point how do you learn to listen to your intuition and when do you know the ego is talking?
1: Uh, You know, it's like training. After a while you get it. But it's uh, you need to listen and journaling is very important. So I have many practices that I use. Uh, and as I said, the the personal growth is something that I do for life, Uh, so I journal a lot, and I understand myself, and I'm an introvert, but being out there, I need to be extrovert, so if I don't take my introvert time of staying with me, and journaling, and reflecting a lot, I'm not expressing myself in the world as I want you know so that's why I need to balance these kind of things and this is how I understand when my ego is coming out and when my intuition is coming out so and because I can understand myself so well I can understand others many times I tell people things that they are very surprised and they said look this is coming from there this is coming from there and they are very shocked that I can see some stuff or I tell them who in your childhood uh, was very hard with you you know and they they are shocked because maybe they met me I don't know one hour ago or something Uh, I can see beyond patterns many things that are uh, happening inside of us
0: okay so that's through practicing with journaling listening and feeling how how you react to certain things and emotions thoughts etc uh is there something else i mean i've heard some people talking about intuition is um it's funny when i think of that it's like when you answer questions and they say write down the first thing that comes to your mind and basically that's what what some people say about intuition it's the first three seconds of feeling or thought or image or whatever you have this is kind of intuition and everything else afterwards is your ego trying to explain it (laughs) how is it for you is it something similar or
1: you know it's also the meditation helped me a lot and yoga and staying (laughs) in the posture for hours Uh, of course the soul is talking at some point you know the the mind will calm will Will be quiet and the the soul will come out. Uh, so all these techniques, um, I always take techniques for a while, and I see if they are working with for me or not. And as you said, this uh, I can practice for a week. I see this is working for me. If not, I will put it aside. You know, uh, I cannot say before if if it's not uh, if it's working or not. But if it's not working for me, I never recommend it to my clients or mostly never recommend it to my clients because I need to have my own experience so I can talk about my own experience. I cannot talk about something that is not my own experience. That's why everything that you ask me, I'm talking from my own experience. That's why I have this confidence of talking about all of this because, okay, I'm, I'm an expert in my life and everything that I achieved so far, you know, so that's why I have this confidence. I talk with this confidence. I have many clients who are coming to me and ask me; they want to have um, to be public speaker uh, speakers and to talk on the stage and you know uh, have these create events, uh, have these kind of things. And it's okay; those are techniques. But the confidence needs to show up, you know, at some point, so you can be a, a good public speaker. You know? That's. Uh...
0: Yeah, so you you build up your confidence through different practices and started to actually learn when is the ego speaking and when is my intuition. So it's not something coming from today to tomorrow. Is there anything else? Um, Yeah, is there actually, yeah, not else, but is there any advice you would give to the listeners? Something you would ask them to do or to grow?
1: to do anything they want or they, they can to not um, put aside the personal growth. Uh, and there are endless possibilities, like, as I said, Facebook groups, Mind Valley World, which is really amazing to, to as, as an experience. Uh, you know, nobody has money for personal growth and for coaching, put aside. You know, we have money for food, we have money for gas, but we don't have money for personal growth and coaching. Uh As I said before, th- these are important if you want to move on, if you want a different kind of life. So then you invest in your personal growth.
0: Yeah, so invest in personal growth, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I can hear that for you it was a big change when you had the first business coach uh, you grew and you have your f- fitness coach as well because we know now that you're not doing all the sets
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, ha- I am a totally different person In the last year and a half uh, uh, i'm really totally different person health wise you know just because i work with him and i uh, and this is happening in every part of my life. When I work with people, and I, as I said, I have my business coach. I have my programs that I work with. It's always a transformation is coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, uh, what I get out of of this talk so far is that too many people. Are, it's of course reflecting a lot to me. So it's like we're not investing enough in um, in coaching in whatever place in life. Could be health wise, could be I don't know. Actually, a cooking coach. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling so much in, in in at least I think I should be cooking and eating healthier. Uh, so I'm actually imagining how to get a coach doing that. But um, you cannot have one in the morning next to you, <laughs> the afternoon and the evening. That would be cool. Um, but that's. One of
1: my, well, sorry, one of my clients uh, is offering. To her community, not only to her clients, uh, recipes for everything, you know, any kind of, she's just posting those uh, food, those kind of healthy food to inspire uh, people to eat healthier, so yeah. <laughs>
0: I have at least three or four books, um ebooks at home about, you know, like 30 days like this, 40 days like that, and still I haven't done it, and I paid for them. So I think I, I really get the point that you have someone next to you. Uh, as mm-hmm. I said, in the gym, you can have a friend, which is a little bit stronger than you. And by the way, if you go to the gym, I mean, I say that uh, before the lockdown, I mean, for me, it's now more than seven months. I haven't been in the gym since 15th of December. And now we have to do Corona tests to go. And I'm like, no way. I'm not going to test myself twice a week to go working out. That's a waste of money. Um, but when I was there, the young new ones which come and they do something, and I coach them a little bit how they can improve. I tell them always go to the guy which looks healthiest strongest to ask for advice because that person uh, is doing it with passion and is actually trying to do it the right way. And that doesn't mean that you have to work out for two hours, it could be half an hour, it could actually be enough. We know that with 10x and hollow yes. body and all these things from Mind Valley, so you can be coached for free by the strong dudes in the gym most of the time they want to share and sometimes you will make friendships and you get a good friend to help you coach for free or you start paying someone and the same it's for the spiritual growth for business growth for if you want to be a better gardener (laughs) because I'm just looking at the garden cooking etc so definitely uh, get coaching pay for it or find someone which is willing to you know, use his time to coach you, while you can coach another one with your time, yeah. with your expertise.
1: Yeah, this this is this was very important for me, uh, and even now I have a friend that uh, she's a coach, uh, and we are exchanging voice messages al- almost every day. And that's coaching, really because we help each other express our feelings and have this safe safe space. It's it's called lifeline relationships. And this was developed by Kit Ferrazzi. Uh, And um, Kit was telling that if you have these places, these people where you can be totally vulnerable, uh, you can express yourself in the world in a best, most magical way possible.
0: So the lifeline relationship
1: yes yes yes
0: from keith, keith
1: yeah it's the uh, mastering attending networking and ultimate leadership are the quest with Mind valley
0: yeah um i've heard his name or i think also tim Ferriss and whatever tony robbins etc probably talked with him or shared stuff with him i'll we'll put all these kind of links in the show notes so people can find books or whatever not right so before i ask you about how people can reach out to you is there any book or documentary or podcast or whatever that comes to mind people should listen to or you're currently absorbing and think it's great
1: um so i'm an ambassador for mind valid but that's a volunteer job but i'm very involved in that community because it's a is the most amazing community what i'm uh, suggesting and advising uh, people is to join mind valley if they don't afford even though the the price the early price is not so big uh just to watch the master classes there are like 50 plus master classes for every course and there's so much value in those master classes. So even if they don't join the community, and we have a saying inside Mind Valley that people join for quests, uh, but they stay for the community. Uh, and many have told me that they found their family. That they found some people to talk with. Some things that they cannot talk with their family or with their friends. And they are the weird ones. And um, and here we, we found our family, so that's the best place to start. And where people can find me, so my my site in uh, my website is in Romanian, but <laughs> if people join Mindlady, they can find me there. It's my my name is uh, 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 there, and uh, yeah, as I said, I have Romanian communities, I have English communities. Um, for sure, people can reach out to me.
0: Are you also on LinkedIn or yes. other places?
1: Yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm all over.
0: <laughs> and <Okay>. Telegram. Telegram, yeah. <laughs> and that's Monica Duku. Yes.
1: yes. And and
0: your web page for the Romanian listeners.
1: Exactly, monicaduku.ro.
0: Okay, so just your name. There's no fancy um business name to remember awesome Um,
1: thank you so much yeah uh thank you oliver so much this has been amazing thank you so much
0: yes and um now i'm more um knowledgeable (laughs) about your past and thank you so much for sharing so much about how coaching is and, and and where you're coming from with the trauma as i said we will link everything to the show notes so don't worry that you didn't note it down. <laughs> you can just read it. And there should also be links, working links. And for the listeners, see you another time. And Monica, yeah, we'll we keep talking.
1: Thank you so, so much.
0: Hello again, here at the end of the show. I hope you really enjoyed this interview I had today <laughs> with my guest. And if you do so, Please go, if you have not done that already, and subscribe to my podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Put some star ratings or thumbs up or whatever you can, hearts, I've seen somewhere, and leave a a review, a comment about the episode. And if you have some direct messages for me, you can also do that directly on anchor.fm slash shirach, S-C-H-I-R-A-C-H, as uh, in the form of a voice message you can also send me an email on o shirach like for oliver shirach o shirach in one word uh, at gmail.com or reach out to me on facebook twitter instagram linkedin Um, and i love to get some feedback tell me what you love about the show tell me What is not so good? Because we all want to improve and I want you to have the best experience. Perhaps you also want to be on the show or you know someone else that could be really fun to be interviewed by me. With that, thank you very much and have a great day. Oh, go sleeping now. It's time. Your eyes are heavy. (laughs) See you then. Bye-bye.